You're listening to Creative Thursday, episode number 327. Welcome to Creative Thursday with Marisa Ann Cummings. We're talking all things life, business, and creativity with a special focus on helping artists confidently and consistently sell their creations to their ideal collectors online. Intended to inspire and empower you wherever you are on your creative journey, both personally and professionally. Enjoy and thank you for listening. Hi, hello, it's Marisa here wishing you a happy 2024 and continuing on with a time management series and that I started with some tips for you that you've asked me about. And before we dive into today's episode, I want to share with you the invitation to join me for planning at the ProfitableArtistChallenge.com. It's the Profitable Artist Planning Challenge and Coaching Week that I host this time every year. It is my favorite. I mean, who am I kidding? It's all my favorite. I love hosting all the challenges I host. I love hosting Artful Selling. I love working with the expansive artists and I love working with the daily painters. I I love all of it. But I have a special, a special spot in my heart now for planning as someone who resisted it for so long and how much it helps me and my mood and my clarity and my peace of mind that affects my body and just feeling good every day. And most importantly, making time for art and making time for what matters most in my life. So. If you are interested in experiencing more of that, join me for the Profitable Artist Planning Challenge. We start Monday, January 15th at theprofitableartistchallenge.com. Now, I last left off with ways that I organize my digital assets, in particular for social media planning. Also, of course, for emails, I send a lot of emails If you're on the email list, you're in the Creative Thursday family, you get emails and a lot of the imagery I use in both places, right? I don't reinvent the wheel every time, although, and this is not necessarily a recommendation, but as an artist, I also am a good photographer. Every bit of content on my social media pretty much has been me, has been my imagery, my video, my photography, my art. There are ways that we could be more efficient with this, with repurposing content from other inspiring people. I do this in my stories sometimes. I promise that I would open this episode where I'm going to share some of the tools that help me now with project management and planning my social media content. And I also promise to share a couple of tips with how I record that content. Ultimately, at this stage of my art business, there's rarely a time that I don't photograph or video the art that I'm making. 
Also, if I am creating digitally, I always have the time-lapse settings set within Adobe Fresco. I know Procreate has that setting as well. So if I like to use the time-lapse, it's automatically being recorded. It doesn't save anywhere unless I inform it to save that video. So it's not like I'm just creating tons and tons of videos when I work digitally. Somehow it manages to save it from that file and then I can download that video. And I've used those videos often. So I I come from the mindset of you can always delete but you can't capture a moment that is past. And if you're making art, you might realize, oh, this isn't necessarily part of the process I wanna show, or it's not the most captivating part of the process. Well, I can delete that, or I can edit that out of the video, but I can't come back to creating what ended up being a really dynamic creation process. The part of that, approach that I don't like is sometimes I feel like I'm always making art for a viewer. And so I have to experiment sometimes with not recording what it is that I make, but at the same time, my art is my business. And so can I just get used to the idea that I am creating for the viewer. This didn't used to have to be part of my thought process when I was just blogging and it was only imagery. It took a while before we could add video and have that even load at any speed that was workable. And so it was always about still imagery, which I could create that at certain stages of the process and, you know, I would create it after I was complete with the painting. So I always have a phone recording something. And I typically will record in time-lapse. And I mean something, meaning I am recording my art-making process. I was just saying something I'm not, I was about to say, I'm not recording right now. The truth is I actually am. I record the podcast on Zoom and have a video of me so that I can use that video as well in my social media. So I record a lot, right? Which brings me back to the prior episode where I share with you how I organize. Well, try. I'm not the most effective at it, but I find what I need and I get what I need done but try to organize my digital assets because it's just become so much. It really has. Let me know if you're interested on a side note. I have thought about this last year and think maybe this summer would be good. I was going to, for fun, host a digital organization, not a challenge really, but just do it all together where each week we could take one element of our digital business and world and organize it together. So I was going to take it over about four weeks. So if it's something that you're interested in doing, just let me know. I will definitely do that. I like to pick times of the year where I can organize and get a little bit ahead of schedule. And today I want to talk to you about the tools that have been really useful in that and also act as storage for me with some of the assets that we use the most. Because when I talk about 
sending emails, you know, we send member emails, we send student emails. And while we don't need to have imagery in those emails, I'm an artist. I want things to look beautiful and inspiring for you. I want you to welcome those emails in your inbox. And so I do have to keep a continual catalog of imagery that Nico can use behind the scenes in the business, in the programs and memberships that I run. And then there's all the outward imagery and photography. And while I do repurpose, and as I was starting to say, all of the imagery is mine, there still needs to be new imagery, which brings me to why I am always recording what I am doing. And the part that falls through the cracks for me, admittedly, is the deleting part. But I do have a nice variety of video. And I was starting to say that I will often record that as time-lapse videos because the video in real time become much bigger and they take a long time. The thing that you can do and that you want to know about video editing and one of my favorite programs to video edit is called CapCut, is that you can increase the speed of video recorded with a real time pacing. And so sometimes I will record it in real time and then I can change the speed. You can also increase the speed of a time-lapse. And, you know, there are these editing tools so that you can pick the best parts of the videos that you want to either just use as a quick clip or blend together to have a little bit of a longer video. One tip that I want to share with you is don't underestimate the impact of a seven second video. It can be super quick. I think when we're thinking about making content, we can get bogged down, especially on the video side as well, with thinking that we have to spend a lot of time making a video. Not at all. It can be so quick. I don't like this about our society, but I don't resist it and I get it. And there's room for all lengths of video, but most people want to be captivated within seconds. So give them that and do something really quick. That's just a quick invitation into your world or your process. So again, I have certain tripods that I use, certain times of day where I know the lighting is better. And I do think through the lens of my art making process almost always as if someone might view this in any variety of areas of the business that I've shared with you, whether it's something I want to share with my students, my members, whether it's something I want to share in my marketing. It can be used a variety of ways. If I don't record it, I don't have it. If I have it, I can delete it. So that was one quick tip I wanted to share with you. And then let me talk about the tools that I love to use. I love Airtable. <laughs> I love Airtable. I'm going to put a link for you in the show notes. I think if you sign up through my link, I might get a little um, affiliate, a credit towards the fee for using it. You can use it for free up to a up to a point, right? I use the paid version and I love it so much. It was an artist who introduced me to Airtable. I love the colors. It just works for me visually. And as an example for how I use it with my 
social media content planning is we have an imagery table. And I learned this from an artist class on Skillshare. Sorry, I can't think of her name offhand, but if you search Airtable on Skillshare, there's a wonderful artist who shows you how she uses Airtable. And I found that imagery table such a brilliant idea. I also catalog my art imagery there. And the beauty of cataloging imagery and assets there is that Nico, my assistant, anyone on my team can access them as well. And so they're in another version of the cloud. They're just more organized there than if they're on my phone. Because I'm doing a lot of the social media marketing and email marketing, and I am doing a lot of that in the moment, I'm keeping a lot of those images on my phone and I need to get better again about sharing them with Nico. She, if I share them with her on our communication tool, which is called Slack, I can also upload imagery there. And if I share that imagery with her, then I trust that she uploads it to a more stable, consistent place for us to find that imagery. And the thing about Airtable, because it is a spreadsheet on steroids, is that you can search. So you can label the imagery. So if I want to search for imagery that has me in it, or I want to search for imagery of painting, or I want to search for imagery of animals, this applies to any way that I want to describe, you know, this is me in my studio any way I want to describe that, I can I can comb through images quickly. I can download them if I need them again. My team members can download them. And it's it's the best. It's the best when I use it efficiently, which brings me to ClickUp, which I've been using, I guess, for a year and a half. Now, Airtable embeds into ClickUp. And ClickUp is a project management software. So Airtable, I tried to use for project management, but found that it was much better for assets management and spreadsheets. There's a way that visually it just, it's so great the way that you can organize the imagery and you can actually embed the Airtables into ClickUp. So ClickUp I use because I was specifically asked by Miriam, how do I use ClickUp? ClickUp I use as a place for us to have step-by-step processes to ideally everything that we do in the business, meaning that anyone could come into the business and I could say, list this product in Shopify and there would be a step-by-step instructions for, for how to do that. Or if we're running the Profitable Artist Planning Challenge, there's assets that you know, there's imagery, there's links to email, there's links to where we find the video, there's step-by-step for when we open the Facebook group, how we do that, the questions we ask, right? When you really start to break down your business, there are so many little details that you probably take for granted, don't even realize you're doing because you've never actually stepped them out in a step one, step two, step three, type process. And that's where I use ClickUp. So there are ways of organizing assets there also. 
but I found that Airtable was a better place to organize assets. And then if need be, I can embed those tables into ClickUp or just link to it in ClickUp. And that way, Airtable becomes the place where we organize the assets. ClickUp becomes the place where we break down the processes and talk about the tasks and what we're working on when in a true project management fashion. And you might say, oh my goodness, seriously, a <laughs> couple of programs. Yep, that's just where we are. That's how it works. Are there workarounds? Are there ways that you can use only one of those programs? And it could be helpful for you for sure. Trello was the first one I started with and I found Airtable to be a much more sophisticated version of organizing assets. But Trello is a really nice simple way to start with visual assets and being able to put notes or add links as well, because I also use Flowdesk and I'll include links to these companies in the show notes for you so you can check them out. But I also use Flowdesk and Flowdesk has a pretty nice system of organizing emails and being able to search. So a lot of our emails that we repurpose end up being relatively easy to find in Flowdesk. As you hear me talk about this, you realize that as you grow, as you add on tools, ultimately pick tools that you love using. Try to stick with tools because every time you add on a new one, there's a whole learning curve. I think we've mostly dialed in the tools, but just give yourself time, give your team time to really learn how to use those tools properly. I'm sure that we are only using a small percentage of what all of them are capable of. I recommend looking into classes. I recommend, you know, watching how other people are asking how other people use them. So you get a lot of shortcuts. That's how I was introduced. Actually, I was introduced to Airtable yeah, by an artist and by someone in my mastermind who kindly took time to, sh to show me and step me through, that can be really powerful. If that's something you want in the expansive artists or artful selling, let me know. I have done that within our group coaching program, the Red Dot Society. I have definitely done some tutorials already in the expansive artist. But if there's something that you want me to show you specifically, like perhaps I can show you how I organize social media content within Airtable, when I'm planning ahead, that works beautifully. And I'm very good at doing that with the podcast because we have show notes, we have an image that attaches to the blog post, that image then goes into the email list. And if I'm actually batch creating, like I created this series of episodes, yay me, then I can have all of that ready ahead of time and we can have a lot of that scheduled. So ideally, to sum up the time management that has been directly correlated to our marketing, specifically social media, but for me also a lot of, and for you too, I hope your email marketing, it's best to have your plan, right? Based upon your promotional calendar for the year, working backwards, that's how you begin to map out your social media. Again, if you want to learn how to do this, go deeper on this process, come and join 
me and Artful Selling in 2024. I really go deep on this with you. I do share templates with you as well. If you'd like to use Airtable, so you can already have some of that figured out for you ahead of time. And having that plan in place is going to help you to create spontaneously and also to create with a plan to provide more peace of mind and overall ease in running your business because when we go through things in life where we have a cold perhaps, still getting over it, we go through something really challenging or we're just not feeling it, we all have those days, we go through loss and we don't feel like being present, having those plans in place can be so helpful. And then when you have that plan in place, you want to support it with tools that you can find what you need with ease. And ideally, you know, I encourage you to have some support part-time as quickly as you can so someone else can find those tools for you as well. I did used to use Planoly and I found that ultimately you still have to publish to Instagram in real time. And so I found I just preferred Airtable. But I do want to share that with you because that is another tool that can be really useful when it comes to planning social media in particular. And once you have that overview plan, that's when you can really leverage you know, all of your content, so to speak, on a variety of platforms. If you're wanting to use videos for TikTok as well as Reels, if you're wanting to post to Facebook as well as Instagram, post your content to your email. The last tip that I will weave in here that doesn't have anything to do with tools is, however, we do structure the tools in this way where we have the emails broken down with the show notes, with the blog post copy. The best way to create social content, I feel, is by creating your email content first because that typically is more in depth and then you can pull social media content from there. So I've talked about this in a variety of lessons and trainings within the Expansive Artists. If you are a member with us or you are an Artful Selling student, just let me know and we can point you in the direction of where I go in depth on how I break all of this down. So come and join us again in 2024, Artful Selling. If you are an alumni, come back and join us for a newly refreshed course experience and also coaching calls. and. To kick it all off, we're having the Profitable Artist Planning Challenge and Coaching Week, and you go to ProfitableArtistChallenge.com. We're starting on January 15th, and I hope that this time management series has been helpful. I will stay tuned for more questions and add to this series as we move forward. Always feel free to reach out to me. I prefer DMs on Instagram at Creative Thursday as a way to hear from you about the podcast. And let me know if you have a question, something I can support you with and help you here as well. 
Until next time, I will see you soon for some planning and thanks so much for listening. Creative Thursday is recorded by me, Marisa. You can find all things Creative Thursday at creativethursday.com and learn about how I can support you in building and growing your thriving artist business at creativethursdaycourses.com. Be sure to hit subscribe to get the next episode as soon as it drops. And if this episode has inspired you, share it with a friend and fellow creative and leave a positive review so that more listeners can be introduced to the Creative Thursday message and mission to empower artists to know their worth, value their work, and consistently artfully sell to their ideal collectors online so that they can make more beautiful art all in support of living a life they love Coming together as a creative community, we uplift and support one another while encouraging and being an example for more people all over the world to dream big and believe in what is possible for them.